Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Donald Kelly. How are you, Donald? You know, I can't complain, man. You know, I'm, I'm here having a good time. I'm having fun. It's uh, another day in paradise that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> awesome. Where are you based? Where do you? I'm in West Palm Beach, Florida. How about you? Oh, of course it's paradise. <laughs> I'm in Toronto, Canada, but we're getting some nice weather. It's sunny out today. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, we get a lot of Canadians come down here. They run away from that, that cold sometimes. Yes, so. <laughs> for sure. Everything is open for you guys, right? Yeah. Um, we have still some restrictions, but, you know, there's uh, some parts of the state just feels like there's the wild, wild west, like nothing ever happened. And some part of our state, yep. <laughs> communities where people you know still almost like you know uh, we're locked up but everywhere we go people are wearing masks um and uh, i think that's a good practice to have and you just got to be vigilant um with keeping yourself uh, you know uh, clean and and also the vaccination um, most a lot of people are getting vaccine um down here in south florida so it's a good thing so yeah that's a good thing yeah once we get that out of the way you know we can be a little bit more free yeah. Uh, has been a, it affected a lot of people in different ways, but you know I I feel like there's uh, good news coming and reality or back to normal days are coming, so that's great. Um, so can I uh, can you just take the floor and introduce yourself? All the great things you're involved with. Oh, I can do that for sure, man. Yeah. Excited. We have a. Uh, so I, I started a sales podcast back in 2013, and the podcast is dedicated and, and focused on helping uh, salespeople improve their sales skills. Many of the many of the sellers that we've worked with are many of the um, folks that, well, the podcast is just a way of just sharing advice. But in 2015, so a couple of years after launching the podcast, it became an actual full business. I started doing moonlighting when I first launched, doing coaching for individuals and speaking. But then in 2015, it just kind of made sense to jump in and do my full, uh, make it my full-time gig. And since then, it's been great. Um, we've been uh, growing and uh, we're excited for where we're headed. We train individuals and sales teams, typically many, um, the smaller uh, mid-sized sales teams, they're looking to get consultant help um, or get coaching for their sellers or on so forth. Larger teams, they typically have a good process in place and they just probably want to help their sellers to get coaching or to take one of our training programs, uh, such on utilizing videos, LinkedIn, mindset, or just getting their new sellers the foundational programs. So that's kind of what we do. And it's been a fun gig and it's awesome. That's awesome. So were you always in sales then before going off yeah. on your own? Always in sales. Um, even growing up as a kid, like sales was like a part of my blood, you know, my family, you know, as a seeing them, everyone in my family did some kind of a, like entrepreneurship aspect. And so it, it was something that I was familiar with. And then later on in college, I did, I did my own little gigs. Um, and in high school, sold stuff on my own um, and wanted to get extra money, right? So you sell candy yeah. or whatever, you know, or whatnot. And, um, and then I started doing some more things in college and my friends were like, you should definitely get into sales. And I did that and grateful for it. Some people tell you go into sales because of a great personality is one of the silliest things I've heard personality don't necessarily make you a great seller and i learned the hard way it was basically coming back into sales and being the uh, value add and uh and by doing that i was able to help a lot of people and um and in result of that get helping a lot of people i got help in return so can't complain yeah, yeah excellent yeah. And, you know, the, the best way to even improve even further is when you're actually in it and speaking about it. Right. So my, myself, honestly, like sales has been 
probably I think I think it's just such a phenomenal foundation for anybody in business. So if somebody's telling me that sales is like a profession or sales is like a separate thing from business or entrepreneurship, in my mind, I think it's the exact same thing. Like there's not a day in the life of an entrepreneur or business or anybody doing anything. You're always selling. Every day. Every you're day. always selling. Like you're selling to yourself. You're selling to you're selling to your kids. You're selling to you're always selling, right? I, I agree with you on that one. Um, what I see when it comes to words like, you know, the component of you're always selling, your your job is in, in um even if you don't realize it, like I say, for instance, we're going out with like some friends and when we were going out on a consistent basis, yeah. everybody might have a different uh, different thing on what they want to go eat. How can you sell the idea in this new Vietnamese restaurant or this new um, taco spot or this this new thing? It's it's about you influencing. influencing. And I think there's a lot of components on that. And also for anyone, if somebody's not in sales per se, when you're in your business, how can I, I want to get more money? Everybody wants to do that. How can I influence my management that I'm the person that's qualified overall? All my 10 other teammates mm-hmm. that are qualified for this position, this new, the new promotion, what, how can I best do that? That's influencing, that's mm-hmm. helping the person to see value and, and maybe they didn't recognize value in that. And that's selling, um, mm-hmm. you know, helping your, your kids understand like you, you know, they should do their chores. That's yeah, selling an selling. idea, helping to see value. Yeah. So there's so many different areas of so many different mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. And if you're a business owner, you can't, you're not selling. Oh man, come on. Well, that's I, where that's, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. No, but you, you'll get, you'll come across business owners, right? You say that, you know, you're, you're in sales. Um, they, they, they kind of say, no, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm in, I'm in business. And I have a, then you say, well, aren't you selling? <laughs> there's something being sold. Right. So I don't know why there's a stigma, you know, about sales professionals, but I think sales professionals are the most gifted, the most honorable, the most professional, high, highest paid profession that anyone could ever be or ever can be, you know? So it's not like you're thinking about that sleazy sale guy, like what that stigma is, is car sales or something like that, you know? Yeah. Even a car, a car sales guys nowadays, like they're so professional. The ones that are well taught, right? Yeah. I just had a guy on a podcast, Tim Kitts, yeah. and he teaches car sales guys. And I can tell you, he's a class act, you know, full, you know, one of those professionals I would highly recommend out buying a car from him. And I think it's just those people out there that are doing such a great job because they're going this idea of a consultant rather than just being a pitching fest. Yeah. Know? And how does a mindset uh, component come into play with this? Oh, it looks like on. it's everything. Oh, it's everything. But I know, but how oh. about you? It looks like you've done a lot of work on mindset before. So I can, I just feel yes, from your energy, yes. you know? <laughs> You're right, man. You're right. So here's why. Because I've gone on, you tell me if you've been in a situation like this, where you've given somebody an advice, you've given them the blueprint, you've given them what to do, yeah. and they still didn't do it. You know, something that's guaranteed to work. But they still didn't do it. You ever had a situation like that? Well, it's, it's, it's all the time that is all over the place. We're just consumed by knowing, 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 knowing. And we just don't do even 1.001% of it, right? Yeah. And I'll give you some one of the things that I do uh, on LinkedIn. I will connect with people. People connect back with me. I then have my my uh, what I'll do is give those people an opportunity to jump on to get a quick little sales tip or whatnot or find out what's one of the biggest challenges and, and help them. Like, you know, here's what you should be doing. Send them a LinkedIn voice video, a voice message or a video or give them some kind of help because they say, yeah, this is a big challenge that I have. All right. No big deal. I give them the tip. You know what happens? Most of them don't do what I tell them. 
and then now they come back or they, you know they get the information like you said and they just do it, do it they're forever learning and never coming to a knowledge mm-hmm. or a actual actualization of what they know um, so the point is with the mindset component i know a lot of salespeople who know how to close deals i know a lot of salespeople who know how to prospect but they don't do don't what they do know it. they're supposed mm-hmm. to do and why yeah. is that the case and it comes back down to the mindset. And there's a program, mm-hmm. a company that I partnered with called the Pacific Institute. They've been studying mindset and neuroscience and for the past 45, 50 years. And we decided to, to work together. They have, uh, we've helped to, we do a sales program. Basically, they bring the mindset portion. I bring the skill set and uh, the sales skill set. And it makes this marriage of a cohesive amazingness. And we teach that program, Selling Mindset, uh, Thought Pattern for High-Performing Sales Professionals. And it's it's gangbusters. When I when I started adopting these mindset principles, it made us have a best year ever during the worst pandemic in human history. And well, one of the worst pandemics um, that we had just now um, recently. And, and the, the other piece of that too, is that I've seen the same thing with our clients. Once they've changed the way of thinking, understanding why they do certain things, why they don't prospect, why what's why goal setting is so important, how you mm. create affirmations that actually work, mm. not just like, you know, hocus mm. pocus, like, you know, wishes. How do it help your brain uh, uh, produce at its top level and why your brain uh, and why your brain operates the way it does? Once we're able to get that and get underneath the hood of these sellers, we see that no matter what we tell them afterwards, no matter what sales component, the you know how to prospect and so forth, they're going to do it because now they know they understand mm. why certain why they think a certain way. And most people they don't do that. It's one of those intangible things. Now, granted, most selling is intangible concept. I mean, I can't really give you on a plate, like, you know, closing, like I can sell a widget. It's still a mindset component, but the idea of the way that you're thinking and the way that you're operating and mm-hmm. the, you know, that component, how to activate your reticular activating system and how to create replacement pictures and to mm-hmm. focus on those things. Once we can get that side adopted, and most people don't do that because it's just not as sexy. Once we get that going, then money in the bank. Um, people oh, yeah. Do. So yeah, it's so true, Donald. Yeah, that's awesome. Like that's so phenomenal that you do that. Like for me, I like what we train on, what we know, we feel is that in any endeavor, I think it's ninety-five percent mindset, five percent skill. Come on, yes, yeah. Yeah, when you get that mindset going, it changes everything. I honestly think if you like for us, what I do is I only concentrate on mindset and I help like we, I do. It's called mindset selling, whatever. So mm-hmm. that component, we hardly look at the skill set like, like that kind of stuff that you're talking about is mostly about like, what are you inside? What's going on with you? Right. And the work that you're doing with that partnership that you did with the mindset, I think that's probably and there must be a big, big reason for it because of the, the gains you've seen in your life. Mm-hmm. But com- adding that component together with your skill set, with the mindset, you just created a powerhouse of a service for people. Like th- we have such potential locked up inside us that we just don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm grateful that you, you're doing that, you know? Yes. You know, and many people don't understand that we have unlimited potential. And I'll tell yeah. you, one of my sales trainers at one point, he told me this, he said that, we all have, you know, some salespeople out there selling for 30 years with one year of sales experience. Now, let that sink in for a second. Selling for yeah. 30 years yeah. for one year of sales experience. And if you go back and you think about it, we have many sellers who just coast. They're in a position. And I see in some of these folks in the industries, like in a manufacturing space, they're part of companies that they don't do any type of training. 
you go in, you start as a new seller and you get probably get gun hole. You start building up these clientele and it's just re residual. You have money that come in if you get these people to order over and over. And it's just account management. And, and they, they have no rhyme or reason to change because no matter if I do anything or if I don't do anything at the end of the year, I'm still making my six figures. Yeah. I'm still making that money because the clients are still going to order. And that's a problem because they're not tapping into their full potential. They're mm -hmm. dying on E and they're leaving on an MT and they're leaving so much. Well, not, sorry, not, they're not an E. They, they don't have, they have so much in a tank. They haven't yeah. spent any of that. They have all this potential that they haven't used. And that's the sad part. Um, and yeah. it, it just, it, it, we don't want people like that because if you think about those sellers, say they're walking home with 600, a hundred thousand dollars for the year, just from the account they have. Imagine if they were to double that, they can walk home with, a, you know, almost a quarter of a million dollars but they have no desire. I'm comfortable. My bills are paid. I can go on vacation and I'm good. And that's it. And they're just a lump on a log waiting for retirement. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. So anyways, change that well, mindset, just, change your income. Yeah. Change your mindset, change your income. You know, it's so true. And these individuals, uh, and you probably experienced it too. A lot of these corporations, they have like two or three or 10, whatever that number is. They have individuals that they're so calculated that they know on a monthly basis, annual basis, what their production will be. Like they're predictable. They know their, their names by heart. They know those individuals and those individuals, they, they never really, they fluctuate. Like they go higher sometimes, but they come back mm -hmm. they're around that mark, you know, and then they keep spending money on people shadowing them. They're they check these guys <laughs> out. They're spending millions on that. Right. Like to say, okay, make, get this from these guys and only a very small percentage, like a, almost next to none. They really be able to mimic what those guys are doing. They can never figure it out. What is the reason? It's all like an inner game, you know, like what's going on inside of those guys. Yeah. That's where the gem is. That's what's happening. Yeah, so darn true. Um, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Yeah, and then for for you yourself on your journey, you were were you employed before going into self employment or? Yeah, I worked at a software company in South Florida. Did uh, they, they did great there? Uh, learned a lot. Um, worked before that in uh, in managed IT services and uh, and sold electronic health records and then worked in the healthcare industry where we did mobile expert services. We sold that to uh, long-term care and uh, senior living facilities. So it was a good experience. That's awesome. What was the transition that got you from employment? Because I want, I want people to leave nine to five, right? So what, <laughs> what, what is that? What got you into the business world? Um, as a kid, again, go back to my roots. I grew up with entrepreneurs as a kid in Jamaica and just seeing that that was something that tapped into my, my, my psyche. My dad was a, um, and still is an entrepreneur and my mom dabbled in that world and just all my family, they've done something towards that. So it, it kind of knew that something was going to, I would want to get to eventually. Um, the means of getting there was through sales. And I didn't know that I wanted what company I was going to start though. That one came over time, but the, I was working at a company, great experience again, learned a lot. Um, but the, I, I put on my whiteboard when I was in college that at a certain uh, time period, I was going to either go back for an MBA somewhere. And I put like Wharton, Harvard or Stanford, you know, one of these top Ivy League schools or to go to um, the start an entrepreneur, uh, become a start a startup and TSC became that eventual startup, which kind of just took off on its own. And it's a natural thing. Um, and uh, I'm grateful for that. So TSC became that startup and it, it just kind of propelled and, and grew. Um, and that's the route that we took. And so the, the making that transition was 
I, it was something one I wanted to do. I knew I was going to eventually do it, and the time frame worked out. But there's something, but it's, it's a planning, having a vision of when you want to do that. And, and I did put that vision out there. And then two, I just I like the idea of owning my. I rather work for 14, 15 hours on my own thing rather than working for eight hours and feeling tortured for something that's not fulfilling for somebody mm-hmm. else. If that makes sense. 100%. I mean, some days I'll go for, you know, I'll go longer, but it's something, it's my, it's my uh, challenge. It's my work. It's my task. And um, that makes it exciting and fun. And um, I, I love it. So that's, that was there. And, and the transition component to it, I mean, everyone has their different ways, but my wife and I, we spoke about it. It wasn't like just, oh, hum. Again, I had a vision for it and I just planned it out. I put, uh, we paid down our debt. We paid down our, um, you know, different expenses that we, you know, that we had. Fortunately, because of a sales job, you can earn a commission, right? Things were good. And we didn't have a, a family yet, a kid or anything. And we decided to do it. It just it was a season and it was a time for us to be able to do that. So we, we jumped ship and it was fantastic and great and um, enjoyed uh, every bit of it. And there were hard moments. I mean, mm-hmm. there are times where we, we didn't get all the money that we wanted because you're fluctuating as an entrepreneur. However, we had a plan and a strategy and that was able to work. And then everything just came together and voila, there we are. Best decision of your life. Best decision in my business career. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. Any component of this where you had to work on mindset? Of course. I mean, I think there's a huge component, like the, especially at the beginning. Um, the I'll give you a, one example. I, I knew that I could close deals. I can bring business in. When I, I did this for a company, um, then the, the first mindset was believing that I could sell myself. I could sell software. Like, like yeah, you can do that. Like nobody's business, right? It's, it's intangible. It's something that you, it's a product. You can demonstrate it. You can show it. When it came to selling my services, I had a hard time at first to do that because I didn't want to when people reject, they're not rejecting the software. They're rejecting me. I'm the mm-hmm. business owner and I am the service that they're going to get. They're going to get Donald to help them with the sales mm-hmm. process or coaching. And that was a huge mindset piece I had to overcome to realize that, listen, not everyone, there are tons of folks out there who are in the education world of educating sellers. And I just realized that not everyone is going to be a fit. And even no matter what product you sell, when I uh-huh. sell, when I sold software, not everyone purchased our product. They purchased our competitor's product. And that was totally fine. They just weren't a fit for us. And I can't have that belief that everyone in the world is going to want to work with Donald alone. They're going to be a lot of them. We want to work and get as much of them, but I just need to find the ones. And that was the first one major piece that I had to overcome. And two, that I could actually run this organization. I remember when I was leaving my full-time gig, I had one of my coworkers and he was uh, well-meaning in some way, at least I would hope that he said, you know, I had my own business and I was running my own business and it failed. So, you know, it, it, you know, are you sure this is something you want to do? And in, in a lot of ways, there's one of those people that just like to be on a cog and be on a wheel and that's okay. You can go and get the paycheck. He wasn't tenacious. He wasn't hungry enough to do stuff on his own. I wanted to make sure I, I didn't want to beg for a piece of the pie anymore. Um, I wanted to make my own dang pie. I wanted to make my own flavor. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get what you had. Yep. Um, so I had to overcome that. So those are a couple of mindset pieces that I had to overcome first. So one, realize that I can, the product was me and to know that people can buy from, that people will buy from me and the right people will buy. And then the number two, that I can actually do this and I can have to get rid of that head trash, so to speak, that I might fail. I carried that and I'm mm. sorry that I was able, that I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that the employee, that friend told me about that. And the sense that it helped me to realize and overcome that challenge so I can be where I'm at today. 
And additionally, it's it's sad when people try to diminish you because they have mm. fear of their own mm. um, that they can't do something, so they magically think that you can't do it as well. Yeah, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Like you see that all around you, and they don't mean harm, even with family and friends and whatever. You'll see they just base their opinions or their their feedback on just their personal experience mm -hmm. um and you'll come across them you know you, you just say oh god bless you you know thank you for sharing but <laughs> once you know once you're in that awareness then you know but if yeah. you're not and that kind of feedback that kind of information can affect your personal growth yeah it will it, it it did for me it did hold me back and mentally it strange it was uh it was strenuous and prevented me from really doing what I coming out the gate, doing what I knew I could have done. So, so uh, currently are you studying anything on mindset and stuff? Are you working on it right now? Oh, come on, man. I love it. Uh, I, Amazing. Yeah, I give me some of the stuff on my, I don't have it on my, Oh, here is a book. So this is the book. This is our program that we, we do um, yeah. through, you know, thought pattern practice performance sales professionals. So, I mean, I am, I'm constantly in that. We just finished up with a couple uh, great uh, companies that we're doing, but also in addition to it, like reading other books as well that help with mindset. I'm sure many of you have read uh, Cheryl's, uh, uh, sorry, um, the, the, I think, am I saying her name right? Cheryl Dwick book on mindset. I think I'm getting two people mixed up. Anyways, there's a book yeah. called mindset, which I, which I highly recommend that you guys check out. Um, we can get the link back for you to put in the show notes for that. Um, and then, um, you know, there's another one, think fast, think slow. It's another great book that you can get to, to as far as evaluating when it comes to work development mindset. But those are some of the things that we've seen that I'm studying or actively participating in that's helping with my mindset. That's awesome. So what are the plans for the next five years? Where are you going with all this? <laughs> great. I mean, I, we're continuing to develop and to grow our team, grow our organization. I'm, we have a second organization that we're developing. It's underneath our current business. It's our creative side. It's called TSE Studios. So we produce content uh, for some of our clients. I mean, that became a, many people saw the formula that I did. I use podcasts. That became a huge component for us that it was able to generate business. So the, you know, growing that second organization is another key interest for us, but getting TSC even um, continue to grow TSC um, and to make impact. We want to be able to impact at least 1 million sales professionals over the next five years um, to help them to know and understand how to improve and, and their sales skills. And we do that through our podcast or content education that we offer as well as through our training. So that's awesome. That's our, that's our that's goal, awesome. man. That's awesome, my friend. Awesome. So we always like to ask our guests what their inner superpower is that got them to this point. Stupidity. That's probably the inner power that got me to this part. What I mean by that is there is a book called Start Something Stupid. <laughs> You're probably like, where are you going with this, Donald? There's a book, um, and that's Richie Norton. And the, the concept of Richie kind of pushed in that book is that so often we have these ideas that we justify or we say, oh, that's a stupid idea. It will never work. It's not going to happen. Um, I, I can't do that. It's that's stupid. Uh, because of those stupid ideas, I'm one of those willing, I'm one of the persons willing to act on those stupid ideas, so to speak. And when you can get to the point where you can willing to act on stupid ideas, that's where magic happened. Any of the greats throughout history, they acted on their stupid ideas. Yeah. Um, because, it, and not that the ideas were itself were stupid, but this sometimes the lies or head trash we tell ourselves were allowed to believe leave 
and so I, I put it in my, my, my psyche to say, I am going to challenge myself to act on my quote unquote, stupid ideas, though, sorry for the knocking the mic there, but things that may not seem like it's going to, it, it seems like it's a little bit of a challenge. seems like it's off. It seems like it's difficult. I want to act on those because when I can act on those, again, I can, uh, I see results. Some of them may not necessarily work out. I learn from them and it helps me for the other. I don't need to hit a home run every single time. And I, when I was talking to someone today, pointed out baseball players, they get paid, you know, top dollars to um, miss, miss 70, yeah. uh, miss 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, for, for us, we just need to be able to focus on the things that's going to work, focus mm-hmm. on hit those things that are going to work um, the right time and, and that percentage. And that's kind of like what one do. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always acting on stupid ideas. That's great. That's good. Yeah, I didn't see what you said. It. I was like, where is he going with this? But no, it makes total total sense now. And that those stupid yeah. ideas um, are basically the limiting beliefs, right? It's the yes. it's the outside circumstances, the situation, the people. They make us believe certain things. So when we come up with an idea based on what we are understanding from our environment, we make a decision. Okay, that's a stupid idea. That person yeah. didn't work. And you put yourself in a limitation bubble where you don't have that, you're not bringing out your infinite potential that you're mm. meant to bring out, you know, Bro, you're hitting on it, man. So that's, good. Yes. that's so amazing that, uh, that you're, you're on the same wavelength and then, you know, you have belief in yourself and you, you have, you have, you know, if I'm thinking of a thought and I know that I, it's something that scared me or something that I feel like, um, that could, maybe work or does, might not work. You say, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. I, I think yeah. I'm going to make this happen. I don't think I know I can make this happen. That confidence. And when you do it more than once and you have more successes, you start gaining that confidence that you need. And that's incredible. And do you help your people that you work with to get that confidence, to bring that stuff out, out of them in this career? Cause it can be stressful, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, you, you help the, it can be very stressful mm-hmm. and that's something that we we help to pull the, out of them and help them to understand like mm-hmm. you know raise your level of thinking the um we don't uh, we I, I love this uh quote it says that we don't perform to the level of our um most of us don't perform to the level of our uh, our ability or our potential we perform to the level of our belief yes um and uh, you know it's if you believe you can't then you're going to you're get right. that if you believe you can <laughs> you're going to get it yeah. and imagine if we perform though according to our potential then i mean each day think about the things that we would accomplish right oh we'd get up we'll plan out the day we'll do our exercise we'll eat right and yeah. we'll you know we'll maximize our conversation but we don't do according to our potential we just want to get by a lot of times like the Beatles says i get by with a little help from my friends yeah <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> we get by a little bit so anyhow yeah. Yeah, that's so true because people are always um, with that stress level that we were talking about and they're being yeah. so consumed by outside effects. They stop, you know, realizing what they have potential and they can go out. Like you said, that each day is a gift, right? Like I said, yeah. said, each day you get is a gift. How do you use it? But how can you use it if you're not feeling that right mindset, if you're feeling stressed out, if you're trying to, if you're focused on your results, you're trying to increase that results, you God damn it, grow, get more sales, <laughs> more sales. That's not happening. You keep going in that, in that race, you know? Yeah. Trying to figure things out. But yeah, it's so important to have that, that, that foundational work done. Yeah. Agree with you a hundred percent on that. Yeah. And you talked about in the morning exercise and stuff. So my next question to you is what does your morning routine look like? Do you have a ritual? 
Ah, yes. So I'm a, I'm a faith-based individual. So the first thing I will do is say a prayer. Then I'll do, uh, I study scriptures for 30 minutes. And then from there, uh, and I'm not perfect every morning. So please, you guys probably listening to this, I mess up, um, you know, and, and, and do it. But I, I, I figure out ways I can make sure I can uh, double back and fix it. So like this morning, I didn't do my workout like I needed to because I had to get ready for some uh, meetings. However, now this afternoon, I'm going to make sure I do my workout, but hypothetically, it's then to go through the affirmations that I have and then to do my workout and do my morning motivation. So I listen to some morning, morning motivation, whether that's like a you know, YouTube video from Les Brown or T. Jakes or, you know, Will Smith or, you know, some of these folks that have, um, you know, motivational stories, inspiration. I love those. Those get me, help my juices to continue to flow. And then, um, you know, I have a good breakfast and Usually in my case, sometimes I'm having uh, my oatmeal um, and get going for the day, um, you know, for the proper protein as well with that. So anyhow, so that's kind of like my, my morning ritual routine. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing it, Donald. Yes. Amazing. So is there any, any kind of thoughts or suggestions or ideas you can provide anyone that is, um, you know, working a nine to five job, for example, or or in an employment of some sort and is looking to go and start getting into business but the main prerequisite is is being able to sell something so someone may be going into mortgages maybe they're going into insurance sales or they don't peg it by sales but really just between me and you like you're selling (laughs) but let's not say so if they're going into some kind of self-employment independent contractor type of position can you any suggestion you can give to individual like that yeah, one of the first things that I would tell them is that your your main primary focus is to be of value. What can you do to bring value to your prospects, bring value to your those people that you're serving? Um, that's your first and foremost uh, responsibility. Um, if you can figure out something that you can you love that you can enjoy that you can bring value to people on a day to day basis, then good, you're in the right track. Number two is then make sure you're making money and make a plan before you do before you jump out. Um, you you don't want to. I uh, and some entrepreneurs do this where they leave their full time gig and then you know eight months later they're back in a full time work in a workforce or a year later. We want you to keep going. We want you to make it past that three year mark, that five year mark. And one of the ways mm-hmm. you're going to go about doing that is also just is make sure you have that runway. So if you can save up for six months, what's that? How can you take care of the expenses that you're going to have for your family or for six months? And if your idea is of value is going to bring worth to people, you're going to start generating money quick. Um, so within the first three months, you should start generating money. So you have that burn rate of six months um, that you, you know, money that you have saved up. Um, and I know that some of you might say, oh, crap, that's a lot. But, you know, I'm telling you, it's just when you don't have to worry about that and you can go and do your thing then good. The next thing is to start getting customers. So I'm not telling you, you, know, you can, I did, burn, I, burned, I burned from both ends when I first started off. I had my morning, so I would get up and do my routine and then I would do some, you know, podcast interviews or some hustle. And then after in the evenings, I'd make sure I do some, I had coaching clients and meetings and so forth. And I just did it. And then in the daytime, I was doing my full-time gig and lunchtime, I was taking my lunch break and doing my, my side hustle. Right. So I did that for, you know, again, I started my podcast 2013 and I side hustled for two years on doing my gig and vacation days would use that for traveling to go speak. So I did all of that stuff. And that led to eventually in 2015, when I could make the jump. So I one had the money put aside, took down to pay down some debt 
had the vision where I wanted to get to, had a good service and a product that we could offer the, the market. And um, I started making money on the side. And once we did that, one of the day, it was like, if you ever ran track or seen, um, you know, people do the, the like a, a relay, I've seen, seen it, but I'm going to try it, but I've seen it. Yeah. All right. So when you do that, the baton handoff is the one of the, when you do a relay, it's one of a critical piece. So when I always thought as a kid running, you see people, you just, I'm going to just be at my spot. Then I'll say at zero miles per hour or not moving at all. And then they're going to give me the baton. And then I go, what needs to happen? I see you coming. And then I start running, running so that I can match to your speed and then you can match yes. my speed. And Good. then you have a smooth transition. So when you're jumping out of your business, it's not like, well, I'm going to start my own business and then I'm going to leave the full-time gig. And then one day I'm just going to start. I'm doing this the whole time running alongside until running alongside until the point where I can get that baton handoff and then I can be a smooth sailing. And that's what happened with my business where I was able to have something going on the site and it led to me being able to have the traction to be able to succeed um, to where we are today. So, I mean, that's my tips and advice would you, I give mm. to you. And the next thing is get a mastermind. You can, yes. you can do this on your own, but I recommend that you don't do it on your own. You can mm. learn collective from your friends. Can you connect with some other people who have done this or, you know, folks like you who have, who guide people and help them. If that's the case, learn from them. I heard a quote today. This guy said it, that the people who had the, you can tell a lot by people if they're, if they're getting coached. Um, so if you have people generally who are making under a million, under a hundred thousand dollars a year, probably have one coach in your life. People are making that hundred to $200,000 have two coaches in their life. So people true. making that 300,000, 200, 300 and 500, they typically have that three coach and, and 400 to a million dollars. They typically have that like four coaches. And you might say, well, what somebody need all those coaches for somebody might coach you on like your, you know, you learn from other people. You might learn from somebody about your business. You learn from somebody about your sales. You learn from somebody about your, your life coach. You might learn from somebody about writing that first book. So all of these different yeah. components, you can take the knowledge from the other people, utilize that and it can help you. And if, worst case being a mastermind i was in mastermind since the business jump and from the mm -hmm. get going because of that mastermind i was able to learn from the smarter people and the moment i became the smartest people person in a room and one of those top people i went ahead and went to another mastermind where i don't know enough where i can learn from others and that's the comp that's a huge component that can yes so true i 100 percent agree with this it's like what my life shifted when i realized about mentorship when i realized mm. about getting help when i getting out of my own way. When that started happening, everything started shifting. But the funny thing is, consciously, we always think we could do so much just based on experience. But it's an awareness game. Every human being has an awareness. So if you can increase the awareness of someone by getting a help from someone and getting that knowledge transferred over to you, and you utilize it, you just, you just increase the effectiveness of your goals or what you want to achieve in life you know you won't have to go through all those bumps and and issues so masterminding mentorships you know coaching that's comes with direction mm -hmm. right like information without direction you know that's the population that we have right now <laughs> but, right like that's the masses right but you if you you gotta you need to pay for direction be part of something and your life will never be the same and i totally agree with that yeah so yeah. good. So, so, yeah. good man. so good. So good. Are you involved? Are you going like for me? I'm planning on I'm going to I'm going to join some um, new uh, masterminds in the near the end of the year. Uh, but it, they're just so important. Like you said, like at least once a year, 
doing something. And there's so many different ideas, like the book writing. There's so many options. Like you could go about it yourself, but, you but like, I don't recommend it. I just I went through it. it. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote a book, right? Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's being in, it's in a final editing phase right now. So uh, when will it be available? Probably early fall, like around September, October. So uh, September of October. Okay. Well, good to know. Yeah. The episode will be live before that, but um, when they hear it, they can check in the show notes and connect with you. Yeah. Um, you're amazing, Donald, all the stuff that you're doing. I wish you all the best and, and to your growth, your future and all the impact that you're making on people's lives. Because what I look at people that are in sales is that, you know, a lot of them are not, their, their home life and their social life and all this, they're affected because of the fact that if they don't sell enough, you know, it, it affects all areas. So what you're doing with helping people with sales is, is in my books, it's super, you know, so you. I want to thank you for what you do. And again, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it a lot. And I know what it is like to, to get good guests. And I know I have to reschedule a couple of times and, no um, and I, I, but I, I'm, I'm humbled and I'm grateful that you trust me to come in front of your community and to share this. So thank you so much. No problem. Have a great day.